Well, wow, stop counting after... Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, we don't count because then either we would come to the conclusion that we're almost always home yeah, or our wives would be right that we're <laughs> always away. <laughs> so we haven't really... You want, just let it go. Yeah, we just, yeah, we're just away sometimes. and Home others. Yeah, so we just keep it like not clear. I like that. Yeah. You have a new single out right now. It's called Renegade. It's off the new True. EP that drops May 24th. It's called More Than You Know. Correct. How are we feeling about this, uh, the latest incarnation? It's great. We are, we are feeling really good because it's four diverse songs from us that like really gives you a little bit of everything. Um, like, for, for example, the first one is called How Do You Feel Right yeah. Now, which is a song that uh, we've played a lot in our live shows, which is a great party starter. Really Renegade, is. Renegade is like a... LA Friday afternoon in your car. It's a perfect summer song. Exactly. Just like chilling and going to a party. And then eventually at that said party, you will be listening to the song called More Than You Know, which okay. is like just full on festival, let's go, you know. And mm -hmm. then eventually at that same party where you've stayed a little bit too long and the sun <laughs> is coming up, you'll listen to this song called Dawn, which is like a sort of progressive uh, electronic symphony kind of thing. Nice. So it's four very different songs. So when you're creating Renegade, do you go in with the mindset of saying, okay, I want to create a summer song. I want to create something that one can just drive around with their windows down to. Or do you kind of give them a definition after it's already been created? I think we go in with an idea. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you have to like f capture a vibe. And it's good to have that vision in your head of what vibe that is. How how do you put yourself in that vibe? Like, how does that... Uh, you just think about it. Yeah. Like that, I guess that's the art, right? Yeah. Being able to put yourself in those situations. Yeah. How do, how do you split the process between the two of you? How do you divide it's and conquer? It's different. Yeah? Every time is different. So Every on song. Renegade, break it down. Well, we've been working together on that, you know, since since the beginning of this track but sometimes we kind of divide ourselves you know yeah. sometimes we work together and the thing is we kind of like work first I would work a little bit on a song right and then Seb will work on it a little bit and I will work on another song and so we work on it in turns you know what I mean yeah. so he would then add stuff or take away stuff that I did or, and then I'll get it back and I'll take away all the stuff that he did and then stuff that I did and you know eventually we will massage it to like a finished product and are you guys writing the lyrics to these songs too or are you working with no, other no, writers no like two guys called Salem and Vincent who cool. wrote the lyrics yeah very cool and now are you working with the same person who writes the lyrics every time for this EP pretty or much changing it up actually they've written all the lyrics yeah yeah for nice. more than you know and that and we worked with them back in the day as well like on my way and something new so they are like just we're in the same studio complex all together so 
Okay, cool. Who's yeah. singing on Renegade? Vincent and Salem. Yeah. Okay. Two guys. They're also known as Vargas and Lagola. Has They have a small little project. Do you feel like it's smallest. important to take like either more like, I wouldn't say no name, but under like not discovered artists opposed to like bigger artists? Does that that's make a difference? That's better. Like, I feel like that's more interesting. You know, because everybody is like now having a song with Justin Bieber or nothing exactly. at all. Like, if <laughs> Justin Bieber is not on a the song, then... It's over. Why have a song? Is it even a song? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I like, hate that, that, for that us, exists. it's always been more interesting about hearing a song and wondering who it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, you know, when we made Save the World and Don't You Worry, Childhood Swedish House Mafia, nobody knew who that was. Yeah, singing. exactly. And the same with On My Way, Something New. and So that's what we feel ex- is exciting. Well, Having said that, we also collaborate with known artists, but, like, there's something to the, you know, the... The first time you hear somebody and you wonder who that is. It, it allows the song also to be like unbiasedly judged and like listened to and soaked in, right? Like there's yeah. no preconceived anything with an artist already attached or yeah. whatever and allows allows the song to speak on its integrity rather yeah. than like a giant flashing name yeah. that's distracting. Yeah. Wow. So what do you think about like people like DJ Khaled? And I know you guys are completely different, but he just takes the biggest artist, throws them on a song and they go number one. Well, that's, that's also like, like an art, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how the procedure in the studio goes. You know, maybe he has the vision or, you know, maybe he wakes up in the morning and says, I want to make a song with that guy mm-hmm. together with that guy. And it has to sound like that. And that's pretty important also, you know? So you'll never be in the studio and be like, you know, let's get Lord if we want to make a big radio hit. You'll never, never do that. We would never, like, take somebody for the sake of what Having can... their name. No. Yeah. But when we did I Love You, for example... Uh, we wanted a person to rap, sing, mm-hmm. rap and sing. And for that, you know, we selected uh, Kid Ink. You know, okay. Because so, that was his style, you know, so we like custom selected him for that. So uh-huh. you, we also do that. So, do, yeah. so, but that song existed before Kid Ink and you went to Kid Ink thinking that like he could be a great It was fit. not released, but it was... Yeah. yeah it, we, we, there was like a, you know, we already had the female hooks and everything. We just needed... His part. The one last piece. Yeah. So do you tell him like what kind of verse you want or do you kind of give him like free range to do whatever? No, we, give, we always give, you know, free range to yeah. people to be creative and, you know, and then if we feel like they are kind of like totally out of proportion, we yeah. kind of say, you know, you, maybe you should try a little bit like this because you don't want to block people straight away and saying, you know, you should do like that. And they're like, well, yeah, then, I... then, then it never goes well. Have you had a session that kind of just went south? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many. Yeah. No, but like South in a way that it actually became also better in the end. For example, uh, the song Dream Bigger um, that we made a while back. Uh, we were in the studio with Pharrell and we had this idea that he was going to rap, you know, and he was like, mm, yeah, okay, or I'll just do this. <laughs> and he just sang Dream Big, Dream Bigger. And we were like, oh, God damn it. What do we do now with this? You know, this is not what we wanted. Then we actually, after a while, we like, actually, maybe this is better. Really? Yeah. So it can go in any direction. Do you tell him that like rapping is not the thing, but we're going to stick with this anyway? Or do you just let it happen? We and tried let the song... to make him to do the rap part, you know, but uh, he, he had a vision that. and we... Yeah, his vision was actually better than our vision when you yeah. think about it. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. he kind of had, <laughs> had this way of thinking that if I, I've done one thing for Neptunes and I've done another thing for Daft Punk and I've done another thing for my own project. Yeah. When I work with you, I want to do a totally different thing that I've never done 
for these other projects, so it's exclusive. And I, th- I really respect that's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I feel like that's something you guys have to battle with as artists, right? Not duplicating yourself or not yeah. having the same sound and having variety consistently. And that's also hard because a lot of your fans want this, the more, more of the same. Yeah. You know, so when you evolve, as we get bored of old songs, you know, you want to create new songs and that people are like, oh, I like the old you. I'm like, yeah. But, but it's... Now that that already you know exists, yeah, that's gone. But but I also I also understand that because, like when I'm a fan of somebody, like I was a Neptune's fan, a huge Neptune's fan. Mm-hmm. When I discovered him, I was so happy that there was like a hundred songs that sounded the same. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, indulge <laughs> yeah. in the same. You know, I didn't want like a hundred different ones. So it's a battle, you know. But but isn't that like? Are you then a fan of the song and not the artist? That's what I mean. I, I don't know. The sound, I, I guess. Yeah, the sound maybe, yeah. Because I'm a little bit the opposite. I like when I get an album from Kanye West, for example, and I don't know what to expect the next yeah. song yeah. here. I'm like, okay, let's go on a trip. Let's go on a musical journey here. If if the songs are the same, I would be a little bit, okay. I maybe. get it. Wow. It's different. Yeah. But I like artists that's changed all the time. Like if you look at Michael Jackson or Kanye West, for example, they never repeated themselves, but they have a red line like, through their, mm-hmm. their voice. And they also change in stages, right? Like we had Miley Cyrus in here this morning, and you can look back at like every album she's ever released, and like it's a different version of her every time, right? It's not So it's like, I mean, it, it's like one album is one certain sound in one certain yeah. way, and then the next album is a completely different sound in a completely different way. Top to bottom, but it, you're, I you're, think that's cool. Yeah, you're still a fan of the artist because you're actually maybe a part of their growth and their their evolution. And that's what we hope. Their life that people will be. Yeah. Did you? I, I don't mean to like go back to Swedish House Mafia because I know it's so in the past. Um, but it, was there an obvious change in your sound once you made that change? No, not an obvious. Just like a gradual, ever constant change. Yeah. That there always was. We didn't really think that much. We just it wasn't like. Yeah. It wasn't like now we're going to depart from that, you know. It was just, if you think about Swedish House Mafia songs, they were all very different from each other. Also, they were. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, I guess you know, we just we just get bored, and after one song, you want to do something else. Do you think "Don't You Worry, Child" is a timeless record? Like, yeah. If you yeah, ask yeah. me, I would say yes, yeah. <laughs> because uh, not because it's our own record, but I heard it on the radio actually in Sweden the other week and I was like wow this still sounds okay it yeah. still sounds like it means what it's you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. Holds up. you know so I think that people will look back at that record and f- you know think about the whole era and you know a whole time of a diff- you know a genre that kind of like took over and stuff <laughs> that song and you guys were instrumental in the creation of what modern day mainstream house music was right I mean, you could say that. I can say yeah, that. You said that. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll easily say it. But you look around the scene now, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah. It's changed. But that's good. You know, everything has to change all the time for it to come back also. You understand yeah. what I mean? We we met a lot of, you know, legends in the studios that we worked with, and they all kind of same, say the same thing, that, you know, things just move, and it has to move, you know, because it has to go around, and sometimes it goes back, and... Sometimes disco comes back. Sometimes, 
you know, Berlin techno versus yeah. rap comes, you know, people just want to experiment. And, and I think that's important. You know, you know, people just have to keep on experiment. But is that ever changing? Like, is, is the fact that everything is always changing? Do you feel like you're forced to change with it? Like if disco comes back, do you need to? No, no. But no, also, no. Because if some, if there's a wave of a sound that's happening, uh-huh. you should do the, the complete opposite. Because if you are trying to catch that wave, you're always going to be too late. Yeah, there's That's always true. going to be too many people already doing that. And so you know what? You have to like whatever is popular now. Just do the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And I hope a lot of artists hear what you just said because right now the the, the, the scene is folky, right? But Who's you doing know, folky music and everybody's trying to get on that board. That it's train. the same. You know, we've been in the music business for more than ten years, and for it's, more than you know. Yeah, for more than you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same thing all every every year, every time. Every time music industry comes to, you know, someone like Neptunes, for example, or Timbaland, when they did one sound, all the A&Rs at the labels wanted everyone to make that sound. Yeah. But when all these people started writing songs and make the sound, somebody else just came in and just made a new sound, and all those songs... Or two ways, you know what I mean? So you should just listen to yourself and try to do something that. But it's never quite been an done. easy, like if you can't just listen to yourself, it's a very easy, like, note to have on your hand. Oh, popular sound, go the other way. <laughs> you know, just like, it's just a, a little rule. So, what do you guys think of the chain smokers and what they're doing? I yeah, actually, I, it's good. I actually love their it's new It's pretty cool single. how they developed yeah. themselves. And you know, they took a sound and from a certain genre and they also kind of like came from a DJ uh, thing and now they're singing in a band and I think that they just did that that nobody did you know what I mean they took a sound and they did you know a whole kind of like indie rock slash you know I don't know even you know how to pronounce their Mm -hmm. sound that's a cool thing you know but I think it's because I was not expecting you to say that because they get so much hate today and like I was expecting from the two of the world's biggest DJs you'd be like no they're trash or whatever but it seems like, you're no, but like like Seb said, actually, they created like a sound. Yeah, they did. You know, uh, and uh, th- that's you know you have to respect that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. for somebody to create a little part of the music history for themselves, you know. Yeah, true. That's not. That's yeah, not, they had the know. guts to do that and respect. You know, it's not an easy thing when you have gigs in Vegas already, and you know everything is safe mm-hmm. and sound, and you're like, you know what this. Just try and do that thing. We might lose everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they won everything. So sure I mean, did. respect yeah. to them. Well, they won, but also, you know, one of the glaring things with them is that the songs might sound too similar. Right? There's too uh, <laughs> much of a consistency that, in that that's sound. That's coming back to what people like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sure, if you're you right. hear one song that you love, you would love ten of that song. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So like, I yeah. could never do that because I would get bored. You know, but. It has been something that I've felt sometimes is a disadvantage. But also that comes to back to what to we it. said earlier than that. <laughs> and it's that maybe it's only this album, you know, maybe yeah. this is only this album and next album they do... Disco, you know. whatever. You but know? like... We always actually, come back to disco. If, you know, I'm actually a little bit jealous for them to be able to repeat themselves so many times. Really? Yeah, because I can't, you know, I can yeah. make one and then I'm like, ugh. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm done. But they've been able to keep same ish. You know, how do you balance each other out? Oof. 
Oof. <laughs> you can both go oof. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Do we seem like we do? I mean, yeah. I feel like it's a very nice yin and yang thing. I mean, you guys... Well, maybe that's It has to be like that, you yeah. know. I think... I don't know. I've, I've met the Shane Smokers a couple of times, but I don't know them personally that uh-huh. well. But I think every duo has to have... I have to have something that maybe he doesn't have, and he has to have something that I don't have, you know, to complete. Otherwise... Yes. Yeah, I think so. Oh. I think that... Uh, you know, some sometimes uh, I think that you know sometimes there's stuff that I I'm like I can't do this, and then Seb has the energy to do that, and then I can see for a short period of time like ah oh, he's actually useful, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the same happens maybe opposite, you know maybe he's like ah, oh, <laughs> uh, and then I maybe have the energy to do that, and he's like oh I see the purpose of our relationship, you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's the small things, you know. Combine those with many things. And then yeah, true. What has been the biggest challenge so far on this journey? Um, well, the biggest challenge has been the music, I guess, you know. We have so many songs and we, you know, you know how to finish them and how to kind of like create and like we were speaking about that earlier today like we made maybe 10 songs and we would come when we started the album for example yeah and now we're releasing eps like okay we have one sound now but the eighth song that we begin with it's not sounding that fresh anymore and we kind of want to change that and we get like he said we get super bored yeah so that's challenging you know because we get bored easily so now we kind of like came up with an idea to to release eps and we we just moved into a new studio and it feels great so that was that's been the most challenging thing the, I guess. the idea that you can constantly release music <clears throat> I feel like that, that that's good for you guys right yeah yeah because the thing is like we you know we are out playing and then you get input from like the crowd and you feel like yeah. I want the song that goes like this now I want to make a song in my set that is doing this thing and then you want to go home to student and make it and put it out pretty much like the same week yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we that's love releasing be, like... You know. but, but that's it. That's where the industry is going, right? The, the consumption rate is and so also, high. before, a couple of years ago, it was like people were waiting for like someone mm-hmm. to release music or I'm not going to... I'm going to wait for Madonna to release. I'm just saying, today, if they don't listen to your music, they're like, okay, whatever, go listen to that guy's music. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Every right. Friday, new music is dropping like crazy, yeah. and it's not one new song, it's not just one new album, it's three or four new albums, it's three new singles, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you think that hurts or helps music? Uh, both, I guess. You know, uh, I've seen my, my kids, how they listen to music, and it's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. They're like, after 15 seconds, they're like, next. I'm <laughs> like, but you haven't even listened to the verse. Like, yeah. it's now, you know, you don't even know bridge the story. coming and also, cor- they're like... Next, next, boring, next, <laughs> you know. But I think it's good in one way, you know. Which way is that? I don't know yet. <laughs> I have to figure it out. But I think it's good because before, when you were listening to music, you wanted to have files into your iPod or phone or you were actually downloading physical files or whatever you can call it. Now... Everybody listens to so much music, so it has to be streamed. Yes. And that's good for the music industry because, you know, people are paying every month to stream music. So that's a good sign for the music industry because it was a little bit of a downer before. It gives birth to new artists that you would never know before, I guess. I guess that, you know, maybe it's not good, maybe it's not bad, but also it's inevitable, you know. Yes. It could never have stayed the same. 
nothing could ever no it's true but, but it's about you know keeping intact the integrity of the art that you create and mm. not feeling like you're giving in to the system and, yeah you know i mean and that's up to everybody i guess themselves you know to make as long as you make music that you like that you genuinely like man then at least you've you've done your part you know yeah yeah so can you guys explain something to Heather? Mm, Yesterday yeah. she was saying she doesn't understand why people pay to see DJs play play at like arenas like the Staples Center, uh, well, the Barclays Center because there's seats and you can't really dance throw around. Throw me under the bus. You can stand on some of them. I mean, it's an interesting <laughs> question that because that question we heard before it's first time seven years ago and we, it comes up once in a while, the question. But I think that, you know, the guitar and the whole rock band thing, you know, people were a bit interested in something new you know mm-hmm. and uh, and i guess i guess that you know f- like dance music was punk a little bit mm-hmm. and it when when punk goes into an arena people want to go see it you understand yeah. what i mean like yeah. what's I going guess. on what is this we've never seen a rave or what you can call it now it's concerts but uh, a rave into Madison Square Garden I want to see Madison Square Garden get trashed or that energy in that room I've never seen before and people want to see something new you know what I mean and and today people are used to the DJ thing obviously it's kind of like develops into singing some people drumming and some pe- sometimes we drum you know sometimes we don't sing but we bring <laughs> out singers and so you know everything develops but it was a new thing and even i saw you can google it actually um on youtube you saw this guy who's um oh no my i got blocked in my what's his name um the guy from what's his name <laughs> what's his Come name on. 60s band The Doors what's his name Jim, oh, Morrison. Jim, Morrison. Jim Morrison he actually there's an interview with him from 70s early 70s on YouTube and he says so what? how do you see the future in music and he I don't know if he's high or anything but he has his glasses on he's like he talks about the R&B coming together with like country music and then he says I see like one man machines tapes Wow. Like a big crowd and like one man with like tapes kind of thing. Hmm. That's pretty. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You can Google it. You I'm. Can see. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I'll go. That's really awesome. Wow. So you guys put so much work into these live shows with like the lights and everything, and there's still some people that just think like you guys get paid tons of money to press play. Does that bother you? I mean. Yeah, that bothers us. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but uh, you know, we know that. I mean that's not the case. Like, yeah. So I mean also, but it's like it's a. Uh, but pe- also people it, have the people have a lot of misconceptions about many things. That's true. I yeah. mean also you can see bands like Kraftwerk, that kind of like doesn't have their synthesizers even plugged in, and mm. people go pay for to see them. Even I will go pay to see them just because they stand there are cool and I will listen <laughs> to their music. Because you know what I mean. Like, but we DJ. We actually DJ when yeah. we play. We don't really just play play on one song and. But the preparations before and all the songwriting before, all the instruments playing before, this is just our way to perform. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Actually, good question coming up right here now on <laughs> that. So, if you were to see Coldplay stand and play their music, but with no instruments plugged in, would you rather see them or cover band of Coldplay that played the instruments much better than Coldplay, but it wasn't Coldplay? The first one. Yeah, I'd want to see Yeah, I'd want to see Chris Martin running around. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, Coldplay, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather see Coldplay. <laughs> so that's that's that, the same, like yeah. for us, you know. You see us, 
play our music. That's yeah, you guys are on stage playing what you've created. Yeah. But also, then I really liked the idea, but I'm crazy. <laughs> what Kanye West did in Madison Square Garden when he had his biggest listening party of all time, like sold out Madison Square Garden, when he just plugged in his phone and you can hear his emails coming in. He's like, sorry, my Dropbox is kind of like uh, <laughs> at a sold out Madison Square Garden. He's just playing his new album. You can just hear like WhatsApp messages coming. I it's think real. That's, that's, that's real. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Kanye? doing shows and selling out without ever seeing his face right he was on top he would float across the the, the audience on this oh, yeah. giant stage and it would be pitch black you wouldn't even see him but he was there so you think I mean, I oh, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm going to get a lot of, of hate for this but I really really look up to Kanye West I think he's moving things forward I know that people hate him and he think people people think he's weird but I I, I swear that my kids, maybe their kids, will have Kanye West quotes on the wall. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, remember, you know, I think yeah. so, you know. Cherubs. It's a bit crazy, but, you know, I, I really respect what he does. I'm going to get Mike's son a quote of his tweet that says, Cherubs, all I wanted was cherubs on my rug. <laughs> <laughs> you Love see? That. His tweets are pretty good. There, he's, yeah, he really is a genius. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, from one day to another a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's questionable moments. You know, it's you know? like, oh, yeah. and But, then, I mean, uh, the whole world kind of... <laughs> The whole, you know, what he was. I'm just not going to talk about him too much. But what he was saying a couple of years ago is what's happening now. That's what I respect. He was saying in radio interviews like, "Why can't I get respected as a designer?" Yes. You know, because everyone in the world didn't respect a guy that came from the music business in Chicago, didn't go to school in Switzerland to handcraft a jeans jacket. But he's like, but everybody wants to dress like me. I'm a designer then, I guess. But what's happening now is that DJs like Virgil or people like having off-white, you know, that's what's happening now. Mm. But he was talking about that already four years it's ago. Prolific. And was angry about that. But now it's happening. So he's kind of knows stuff that we don't really know when it <laughs> yeah. comes to stuff. The I Jim guess. Morrison and, of our time. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe you know. Maybe you know. I I really respect what he's. Only West tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys competitive? Uh, sometimes I d- I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> now they are. Yeah. No, I mean not with each other. Oh. But I, I mean, you could be competitive with each other. But I mean, you guys. Oh, are okay. You've you've meant with other people. Yeah. I mean, there's of there course. there is competition. Of course. Yeah, but. We've won so many competitions. You really mm-hmm. have. You know, it's like you it's made like many it's lists. not it's not as crazy. Uh, you know, it's not. They, it used to be. It yeah. used to be like, wow, can't we can't play before that guy or after that guy or in between that guy or like why did this the sound felt five dBs higher when they played compared to us? So it used to be like that. Wow. The, you know, yeah. coming up. It's no. more relaxing now in a great way, to be honest, because we get more creative and we kind of go into our own world. Yeah. Nothing really affects us in that way anymore. But that's only something that comes with time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, it used to not be so relaxed. Do you, uh, so when you see the other, beyond the chain smokers, when you see people like Zed or Diplo go and do their thing and have the residencies in Vegas, I mean, is your thought good for them or is your thought F you, how do I get that next? I mean, we had our residency in Vegas. Yeah, of we course. kind of like turned it down yeah. now because we don't want to go. Like we just like I'd you're at that a... point. That's all. Awesome. I mean, we we going there yeah. once in we a while. We just didn't want to go every week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. there's something special with Vegas. I can't really say it here, but there's something special. <laughs> and uh, when you've done it, you understand what I mean. But you know, it's also we rather go into the studio and just make music 
two more days than maybe go every week to a restaurant. See, we've done that for th- three years. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was fun and we had a blast. But, we just, uh, but we prioritize other things. Yes. Uh, sometimes. Family maybe music? I mean, yeah, maybe we're stupid. I don't know, but we don't really care that much. And, you know, we, we never know. We might we just, move here a year and do a rest. I don't know. Like, we literally, you know, we're kind of like a little bit different there because, you know, at the, at the peak of Swedish House Mafia, we like, f*** this, you know. Yeah, really. that, that, so, it's uh, true. So and and then when people are, you know, yeah, come and play in Vegas every week, like, yeah, it's great. We take two times. Yeah. You know? So we like we just follow the you know, we didn't start with music to feel obliged to do mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we didn't but we, then we would have taken another job, you know? Yeah. So music is like supposed to be just fun and controlling our own time and just enjoying. So that's why as long as we just feel let's do this. Oh, let's do that that let's do this so that's just how we go and also we have a responsibility to our fans the message we want to send out that we don't really do everything for money you know what i mean like they have to know the people that look up to us if there are any people that look up to us that you know understands that do what you feel like don't just don't aim for the goal to be in one spot for just maybe some great money (laughs) Axel and Grosso We saw your EP cover And we always have this in the back And I thought it was the perfect time to bring it out (laughs) Oh yeah there she is She looks better than the one we had Well we can only see yours She's been been used a lot though This one or yours? (laughs) No this one she's like leaning to the left She is crooked but she's completely untainted She's seen a lot She's She's seen some stuff She she leans to the left (laughs) She taught me how to make out Why is she Yeah We taught taught Zach how to kiss on her Why did you want to put her On your EP cover Well You know We have a creative director And uh, We were thinking We were discussing a vision And he's like Listen This is the thing And we were like We understand And you know He understood what we, we We had a message And he took that message And his vision And you know It's not really about the doll It's more of like Captioning a Room where there's been going on you know what i mean like that's kind of like our lives in the picture like everything has been going on like everything from dirty to it's a mess but still it's kind of beautiful yeah it is a beautiful mess yeah she is a beautiful mess look at those eyes yeah Yeah, i mean she has no soul though so i mean (laughs) (laughs) don't remind me but she's i'm just getting used to her (laughs) what's Uh, her name uh stephanie is it Oh, all right. Maybe you have different names for her. Yeah, well, on different nights she has different names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's versatile. Yeah, okay. She's right. whoever you need her to be. That's exactly it. Axel and Grosso. Renegades get- out. The perfect summer song. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm serious. I was, I was listening to it today with my windows down. I was like, all right. I was yeah, going to get there. Yeah. Renegade you. is out now. The EP. More than you know, it hits May 24th. So make sure you check it out. Boom. A lot of love. Thanks for talking. Thank the music you so us. much. Means Thank a lot. you. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.